So, uh, so don't say anything that I don't want recorded. Yeah, we're recording now. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, uh, there's really like no format. Like it's like a podcast in the sense that we're just kind of just talking just like we were just right now. Oh, it's so. an informal, non central yeah, topic or anything. Yeah, yeah. There's no like, we probably just, uh, talk about, because I actually don't know, like, your whole upbringing into music and into the industry. Are you going to lead the show? Uh, both of us. So we may jump in here from both. time to time. And then Adam's like the, uh, he jumps so in. So you're the co-host. To, yeah, yeah. Just have my He's... comments and concerns. <laughs> here and there. Yeah. The silent one. Yeah. Finally speaks. He's the voice of reason when you need it. <laughs> it's the uh, one who wishes to move forward. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm only going back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Starting families. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, uh, yeah, Eric, uh, we've known each other for a long time. I think it's been 10 plus years for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, don't, I can't believe. Are you 32 now? 32, yeah. Holy cow. It's Yeah, I think I started going to ARC at 19. Like, I was still trying to figure it out uh, at the college. I wasn't, I was doing. Some recording classes, but then also some just random. I think I did interior design. Oh, that's sure. cool. You know, I don't know. Mostly just because mostly the girls were in that class. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I didn't know guys really did that. That could be very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. No, it, uh, I realized really quickly it wasn't like the interior design that I had in high school where it was like BS. It was like you actually had to know, you know. Oh, my God, terms. girl. Let me design and, your house. And those girls were bringing the heat when it came to... Like, like actually, like designing. They were pretty and I was serious. Like, oh shit! I don't actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, bum <laughs> out. I gotta get out of here. But uh, recording classes where I kind of started. I think that was with uh, Merlin, and then uh, eventually because you did the upper level. Yeah, you were with level. me the upper ones. Yeah, the upper level classes. And art, you and Art. Yep. Yeah, Art. Art was in there, yeah, and the other guy that moved to UCLA that's doing really well. Yes, yes. And yeah, there's actually been, there's a number of people that have done, gone on to big things. I was actually, I thought of Chris V because he gave me this, he's moved out to Colorado. He gave me two yeah. power conditioners and a case, but he's out there. You know, he was a student of yours. Right. He well. moved to Colorado. I'm... Yeah. He's, you know, he went from doing, you know, just stuff here at a local club called the Underground to now he does stuff. It's a AEG, I think is the, the big production company. They're, That's not Live Nation. It's the other. Right. They're the other compatible world venue slash. Yeah. yeah. Like, so they're, they're a big deal. And, and there's been a number of guys. Chris is the only one that sticks out because he lives cl- lived close to me <laughs> up until he, he finally moved out. But I uh, think he's been one of our biggest live production yeah, successes. Exactly. What about uh, re- on the recording side? Who, who do we have that I know that the. I was trying well, to... it's been a who's who. Yeah, there's a um, number of people. In this area, uh, Joe from Puss Caverns and oh, Pat, right. Pat Olguin all came up through my program. And both those guys. And not Weston, but Darren. Oh, yeah. Dar- Darren moved to Orange County. Uh, <laughs> and then Brian McKenna from Abstract started yeah. with me. Wow. I didn't really... <laughs> That's a who's who of Sacramento. Yeah, pra- practically... And then there's a number of s- smaller studios, not Sean oh, from Fat Cat, uh, but I think some out in Folsom. Yeah. Uh, and then a number of them went to 
Los Angeles. Yeah. And they ended up, well, I have two, two former students at Skywalker mm-hmm. Sound. And then everybody else has been anywhere from the bakery in North Hollywood to Firehouse in Pasadena to 20th Century Fox on, on Olympic. Yeah. To, gosh, you, you name it. They're, they're down there. And then some of them have moved out to Nashville. Right. Yeah, Nashville seems like one of the newer places that... Yeah, we have the really Dev, uh, Durrett brothers. Mm-hmm. You know them. Yeah. Devin and Kevin. They're with a Warner Chapel music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exclusive Chapel, songwriter yeah. contracts. Yeah, we were uh, playing out there with our, our original band in... The, I think we were next to the on Music Row. Warner Chapel was like the. That's where they go. That's that's. that's I'm sure they're there. There's a little club there called uh, was it Bill Bobby's Idle Hour or something like that. I think it was some, something like that. Bobby Billy. I can't something remember. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I think, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, something like that where it was like an all day open mic. Yeah. Like it's open mic. What? From yeah. 11 a.m. Wow. to <laughs> till. Close, I Close. guess. Yeah, yeah. We played like it's at like a gambling one in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and actually, there's people there like I like that actually like just go like patrons of it. And wow. <laughs> and so that's no, I know that. There's one. quite a few back there. Um, who else in the Bay Area? Uh, Scott Coverdale. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm he a, oh, is an expert with. The software for designing studios and 3D and oh, like like uh, oh, for like actual studios. Yeah, I and mean, he's been working for four different companies over the past six years. Yeah, and of course he designed the computer at the studio, and then Brian is out there working with studio design. I can't even remember his last name, and. Then out here, John Finus and a couple of other guys were at Harris Center. Yeah. So man, that's, they're all over the they're place. They're all over the place. I guess I didn't realize some of those those guys, the the generation I think before me, the the Brian McKenna's, all those Joe from Pus Cavern, like those are guys that we've all worked with in the music industry and and recording and even even here locally, and they've done, all done big projects. So yeah. I know you know Pat Ogden's done a ton. And Joe. You know, did a of lot course, of that. Felice, Felice is down. Oh, Jose. yeah, Felice. That, I haven't heard that from her. She's still forever. showcasing her stuff down in L.A. and doing her modeling and writing and right engineering. and Still doing it. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. What, what, what do you think, uh, what's the difference between those, those people that have gone on? Because there's, there's a lot of people that have had great opportunities through that you've opened up, doors opened up, and... You know, maybe they don't make it quite all the way. What do you think? Take what does it take to get? Yeah, that's that the kind of like, never-ending question, especially on the academic side in the college. But you know, it's probably even though it's been testy for me at the college, people go to AR not for the the books necessarily in my area. They they go for a place to find out inspiration and where to go and who to meet and mm-hmm. how to navigate. And since since I've I've been there and I'm still in there, yeah, um, it's an a, it's an important element of why people go there. And from the success rate, I usually gauge about ten percent. Yeah, will really move on like like you guys and Pat and 
And the uh, the other ninety percent, I I just never know where they're going to go, especially at a community college. Yeah. Um, but people people look for they look for the information, but then they look for. The reality. They want to hear the stories, but mm-hmm. they also want to s- hear how the reality fits with what they want to do mm-hmm. and where they, how they want to do it. Yeah. And a, a lot of them, well, practically all of them, don't know exactly how to do it. And if they haven't, if they have done it, it's only gone so far. Yeah. So they're not trying to reach to the next level. And the ones that are proactive that's probably the biggest word i, I could say yeah. you got to really be proactive and i like i s- said and everybody said if you don't have a passion for being in this industry you're not going to go very far <laughs> you gotta have thick skin I, yeah I you're gonna say. be broke for a long time <laughs> and you're yeah. gonna be a late bloomer yeah and you're gonna lose girlfriends and you're gonna lose equipment and i mean you're gonna go through everything yeah. that you're gonna go through mm-hmm. and wake up one day when you're 45 and go, oh, I guess I better start doing something. <laughs> yeah, that's a reality. That actually happens to a lot of people. I know even talking to some of the musicians, you know, on the country side of things, I think that, you know, there's a lot of older folks that finally after they've, you know, done their jobs, they're yes. like, okay, I'm ready to start. And they are, they're older and they realize, oh, man, this, it actually did take It's a, a longer road here yeah. because you're not, in the networking metropolis of Nashville, there's right. Los yeah. Angeles yep. and New York. Mm-hmm. So it takes longer to find the right people and then take a chance and move someplace. It freaking does. That's and, so true. <laughs> do that. You know, I lived in L.A. 20 years, and my friend Tom Scott, one of the top trumpet studio players, he said, Eric, you have to be down in L.A. at least 10 to 12 years just to get into the circles. Yeah. And if right. you leave before <clears> then... You're not here long enough. Yeah. People don't know who you are because there's so many people competing, actors and actresses right. and production people and singers and musicians, and they all want the same thing, but there's only so much work. And so if you're not dogmatic about what you want to do, especially up here, you're just going to lose focus, and then most likely you'll lose money, Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, then that's the, that's a good point. You know, I, don't, I think on some of the levels, like, being on the classical side, because I actually started on recording with with you, I pretty much finished it. I think I still have to take a business class to finish that degree. But uh, I also went on and got my degree in music composition, which is the other yeah. side of the music that was uh, program. And yeah, definitely, that helped me open up things that I never even thought it'd be possible. But, you know, Brittany was a jazz, jazz major, right, mm-hmm. at, at ARC. So she went on that side of it. But... Brittany, you say like they don't really like push that kind of like commercial music or it's business. So, uh, no, they no. Don't. I, in fact, I'd say they don't even. They don't even acknowledge. Kind it. of, yeah. <laughs> it's actually really frustrating um, <clears throat> because, I mean, they talk about that it's important, but it's not. Because I feel this sounds so fucked up, but they're um, very. I feel like jazz musicians are very um, close-minded, which is so freaking strange because the music they're playing, the general audience doesn't like it. So I, I don't know. It just, it was strange. I didn't learn nearly as much as I should have learned while going there. I learned a lot about jazz. That's great, but I know nothing about recording. This is all stuff I have to learn. I have to teach myself at 28 how to do things that I should have known. And the business, at 20, you know. you know, buying books, and not that. 
not that um, it's bad to do my own research, but it would have been a lot easier to to take courses that forced me to understand. Were you something. there when Michelle was there yeah. and mm-hmm. and Dana? Like I know who you are. You just don't know who I am. Dana <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and the red haired yeah. girl. Uh-huh. Uh, Rindy was there, and uh, yeah. um, what is that one girl's name? One of the jazz vocalists was killed. Yeah, Rindy. That was Rindy. Um, and then there's just a bunch of people like Angie Bryan and stuff, who I'm still oh, friends Angie, with. Valerie. Valerie. Um, but it's a t- totally different side. Like, they don't care about. Robert Reducinovich. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care about that side <laughs> of the music. coming back. Yeah. 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 That, that was, well, that was an interesting time, too, because like, there was a lot. The, all those people, like, very talented. Those are know, big years. Like, those are those are really talented people, but I know... Just from experiencing some of them, like it becomes a okay now what? Molly, peas. Yeah. It becomes uh, Billy Lawler. Mm-hmm. It becomes like now what? And that that's kind of what they ran into. Basically, you know, a lot of them. You lose I, your sound. You lose your voice in that music. I kept telling them. I I said, look at man, you're learning about jazz, but when you get out, where are you gonna go? Yeah, what are you, you gonna do? Mm-hmm. What's your next moves? <laughs> Bingo. And if you don't have an idea, you waste time. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, it's 10-year laser, and you're, going, and you're still at Guitar Center going, hmm. And yeah, it's the same thing at Sac State, too. They'll oh, get man. out with a four-year degree, but where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. Where does Sac State oh. prepare them? Yeah, um, doesn't prepare you for real-world d- experience at all. It prepares you for the experience there. That's if it. you like, went to Northridge, <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. in the middle of networking and everything, yeah. and you're going you're gonna to go Long someplace. Like yeah. Billy and Ramsey, uh-huh. Ramsey Kouris are doing great down there. But if you just leave the AR or Sac State, you're not prepared to figure out. And there's not any music major at all at a college that just wants to get a degree to go teach seventh grade choir or Uh band. I mean, everybody's coming out with a performance degree and they want to play. They want to make their their living being a professional. Right, exactly. (laughs) But they don't know how to do it. Uh I feel bad. I used to feel bad for them because then... I actually had a couple of them hit me up before, you know, when they finished. It was like, so you know the business side of things. Like, what should I do? Like, and these are like not even just at ARC. Actually, I had someone who he now is working towards his doctorate down in uh, SoCal. Granted, he's in SoCal, so that's already a good good move. Mm-hmm. But you know, he has his degree in composition, and he was like, "What do I do to like to like?" And he's super talented. Like, it's just. But he didn't know, like, what should I do, like, now with I have a master's degree in yeah. music composition. Wow. But, they don't teach you shit. But I never really, like, did the business side. Like, how do I get into the business I side? hope this doesn't get back to the music department. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't care. They're not. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm sorry. Well, I'll go ahead and say that the, the, that whole side of the music department's just, they're, just, they're not going to listen to this because they're in their little world and that's all they care about. Well, I mean, I, I got a lot out of it, but it just wasn't what I... Everything I needed to get out of it. It's just, I mean, I still to yeah. this day struggled. How do you, how do you book a show? Like that's something <laughs> I don't know how to do. Simple stuff, like, you know. Yeah, and that's little... something that I mean, I don't know. Well, the music department is one of the best in the, in the yes. state. There's no question about. Oh, we have man. top yeah. top notch instructors and programs and facilities. If it was only integrated <laughs> yeah. a lot more, um, 
that the music mm-hmm. industry and the recording was all it needs to be. part of a, a large degree, you'd have a much broader yep. uh, success rate for people to know where, where to go. Um, but it is that they're too busy mm-hmm. doing theory or they're too busy doing recording and yep. they don't yeah. go in the middle. Yeah. The, the only class that I was required to take that was supposed to help me was... Um, Oh no! What's it Midi. called? Yes, and I didn't oh. learn shit. I didn't learn anything. I just know that that you plug stuff in the back of the. I don't even know what it's called. The thing. <laughs> yeah, that it's in the back. Midi in and out. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. That's it. Yeah. Were, were you able to take any other courses as like business while doing jazz well, stuff? Well, what was sucky about it is there. I really I never really asked them. I never took anything, and it's because they bog you down with so much. Like music theory is gets difficult you know yeah when you're like in year three i'm like oh my god um and i loved it but with all the stuff that they require of you to do just for that and you're still trying to get your ge there's no room there's no room and with your you were with art so you're (laughs) rehearsal from hell (laughs) (laughs) but i've heard he's lightened up for whatever reason or that the kids have just gotten bad and he can't control (laughs) young adults i mean young adults young adults he still has the same challenges yeah Yeah. oh yeah no for sure like i don't know that's always been something that always stood out to me when i did both both programs was that oh man you you really need both to be honest Mm -hmm. you You really need a good foundation in both like if you really want to be successful in the performance recording uh even the in the business side i think it's uh definitely a must to take even a little bit of musicianship even if you're going to be on the absolutely yeah just that basic musicianship class so you know like what what's actually going down you can you'll know you'll have a knowledge of what it takes and you know the craft of it and i I think you get get an appreciation for it too the songwriting class is a great class i mean everybody loves i wish i took that but the music majors they don't take it as much but it's a perfect application of where to put your theory into a popular sense even if you're a 20th century composition major knowing how to write a score that fits into a pop film or a film that uses popular music and it's just a simple piano track you don't have to write a, a wild eastern Thailand gamelan <laughs> quarter scale <laughs> piece that goes in seventeen four time and then transfers to to one six time and <laughs> there's no well yeah. and that's funny because I the got application is too far yep. of, apart. Like I took music theory and I loved it and I love it now and I love teaching it but I have no idea how to apply it like at all in my it writing. Just, even if uh, with the songwriting, I think what that does, even if you're taking that class, like really, even if like you already know a lot of the theory, you know, because I know a lot of theory is a big part of the songwriting class. You have to actually write. You just have to do it because that's a part of the assignment. You have to actually write a song. So it puts it in in a sense that you're just doing it like you have to do it because that's yeah. part of the class, right. which puts puts it into motion. But a lot of these guys, I remember when we were covering with the, in theory, once I got to theory four, like once oh, that it was, was my favorite towards the end when it was like, Oh, we can learn popular music, you know, Joe, Joe Gibbons, because of popular music, or we can just do mostly like jazz and weird and no one wanted to do popular music. And all they did was talk crap about that simple pop format. It was that, Oh, no one wants to do that. That's too easy. It's too like, but then when I would bring up, all right, well, can you guys write a song? 
then just write a song. And then nobody did. Nobody could do it. It was just kind of like, well, I just don't want to do that kind of stuff. And then it's like, and then of course, after they graduate, and then I get hit up, hey, so I want to get into the pop music. What do I yeah. Yeah. Like, no one's listening to jazz anymore. Cause, yeah. Cause they're they all... weren't when you we were studying it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you, yeah, your, like your parents Latin. and friends came out to your concerts because they but... <laughs> probably got credit from the other classes for going, you know, to do a write up. That's, that's the only reason they were coming out to concerts. But, but, uh, Definitely, like, I would, I think <laughs> that's one thing to stress for listening to this and you're trying to get in the street, you should probably do it all. Like, try to get a foundation and everything because that's right. Because that's one big thing that separated us in the industry, you know, coming up with Heroes Last Mission and, you know, knowing to have that thick skin, too. You know, we remember in Death and Revenge, one of our previous groups, after four months being a band, we went and got on warp tour and toured uh, internationally up into Canada and stuff like that. But that was after being relentlessly told no, and <laughs> no, and no, 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 no. And to the point where you're, you're beaten down, She's bad. you're beaten down. You only slept an hour because you just drove 15 hours. And, and then you're like, Hey, can I play <laughs> like for 15 minutes? That's all I want. Man, that was like a boot yeah. camp. But that was something like what you said about, you know, you have to thick the thick skin, you have to Go on. You know, you have to really be ready to be beaten down. It takes a while, but starting there, that's where things kind of started taking off in our industry in the, the industry for us, even before Heroes S Mission, it was that you have to put yourself in the right spots. You have to network. Network was a huge thing. No that, did, did you tour with Death, Death and Revenge or yeah, Death and Revenge. before you met Lee and Louise? Yeah, this is before. Yeah, we were already. That's. I would say that was probably the beginning of like us actually like having success in the industry after being told no or like not being cool or whatever. We got in on Warp Tour, and that was because a band got in a fight. A band that was supplying the back line for one of the small stages, got in a fight with one of the main stage axes. Axes. Oh, axes. And they got kicked off. And so we just happened to have our whole back line with us on that. <laughs> on that which, right place at the right time. Is that when you had the bag ends? Uh, we had... No, actually, we didn't bring the bag ends there. That was... They had the... So they had the... They had the uh, speaker setups. They had the stage and speaker setup. They didn't have like the drums, the guitar amps. Oh, like, the music instruments. Yeah, so the guitars even like literally a lot of these bands. These are bands that were you know relatively big like at the time. You know, Escape the Fate was probably the biggest one that was on that stage, and uh, it was. It's kind of crazy that you know putting yourself there. Like it's almost. It was almost like having that ten years crammed into like. A couple of weeks because you're being told no and you're not no leave go no 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 until something happens and then when we got a call at 6 a.m. in Oregon after driving you know 12 hours they're like so are you guys are you guys still following the tour <laughs> <laughs> hell like, yeah we are you idiots <laughs> <laughs> do you have a backline yeah I remember because they called me yeah, you're uh, all just yeah. awake. He's like, um, so our band got kicked off. That was supplying the back line. Uh, can you guys supply the back line and you guys can play for the rest of this stage's stint? And so that was like the beginning of like getting into the industry for us. Because once we were in, like 
once you're in that you're, little circle, yeah. you're in. You're yeah. in. It doesn't matter how big you are. Yep. You're in. Like I remember being in the same bus as Kevin Lyman, the owner of the tour. Like being, they had meetings and stuff like that, and uh, talking about the music industry and their struggles and stuff. And that's one thing they started pushing, you know, to get these kids to understand that you know this is not just warp tour have fun it's you know it's a business and we got the inner workings we one of our we became friends with a photographer for the tour her name is rosalind and uh she's still i think she's still in the bay area but she kind of took us under her, her wing that's funny because i i think she she we were the same age actually i think she was younger but we still considered our, her like our like our like mom for the tour like to like Oh, you should go talk to this, but she would be like, "Hey, you guys look like you're determined to do this. Like, you should go talk to this guy. He runs this stage, or go talk to ask him if they need any help. Like, yeah, you guys go put up posters. Networking, because you know at the tour they put up posters. Like, oh, go ask uh, Absolute Punk if you can go put up posters for them, and then like you can get like a meal pass for the day, or you know." get to hang out with like some of the bands you know we went from nothing to we were in the same compound i remember it was in uh actually i think that was in oregon actually the first no washington where we were in some of the bands would like stay in little camps and so we were with next to in the camp the buses surrounded us so we were just all of a sudden a part of like a no effects rise against afi like because they that they call it I forget what world Bobby's world or something like that like they set up like a little camp where they had a campfire barbecues like basketball who like it's like you're in you're in the circle and they're just talking and hanging out anti flag was one of my favorite th- mm. bands uh and we're just hanging out at Taco Bell it's just like it was a crazy crazy experience but that was that that relentless like let's do this this is what you want the passion you're really following it and when you have everybody on board like that everyone in your group four people with that kind of passion it's kind of hard to deny when people see it they're like oh wow you guys really want this okay oh you're willing to help one thing that stood out with that stage too every day we stayed we were up at 6 a.m to help set it up and we were there all the way till 8, 9 p.m. to break it down and pack it up. They told us, you're the first band that actually did that, like, for this stage. Like, it, it's kind of crazy to me that a lot of the bands, they, they focus on the me, but they forget about the, like, hey, like, what can I do to help? You know, right. reach out to other people. That's, that's right. And that becomes very valuable, I think, in the in the bigger scheme of things. Of well, she likes you. Know, you. <laughs> I, I got my dog Waffles. She's, waffles. Let me know. I can put her away. She's smelling dachshund on me. Uh, <laughs> I have a mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Waffles, my pit bull. But, but yeah, that that was like a, the mini boot camp of music industry life in, in a matter of three weeks. You know, one week of being told no. And then two weeks of actually getting to enjoy it, and we probably could have kept going, but then we were in, we were also in a ton of debt because touring is expensive when you pay, you know, for gas Girl, and come on. you know. But I wouldn't trade those experiences because that was Ooh. like that. <laughs> God damn! You needed it. Yeah, yeah because come on, come on. get your toy. Nothing was going to be as hard as that. Sleeping in a van, <laughs> four guys, and uh, 
not knowing whether or not you were going to be able to play the highs and lows. You know, it was like, oh, you can play here. Okay, cool. And then, like, because we were actually on a, on, we won a contest to be on the Sacramento date. It was like, cool, let's keep following it. We go to L.A., and it was like, no, no. And then it's like, go to the Pomona, no. We got chased out in Ventura. Wow. Like, it's, it, you know, until, <laughs> I will say Ventura is hilarious <laughs> because that was, and I, everyone thought I knew what I was talking about. We got kicked out of, like, the, like, trying to get in. So we were on the outside of it. I was like, we got to get in. We got to get in somehow to talk to the stage that we're going to be on in Sacramento. Let's try to let's try to go and see if we can help him in any way. But we need to get in. Do you think taking like his courses and stuff? Oh yeah, help propel that. That's exactly like that's exactly the reason because networking and uh, that determination like that's something that doesn't get actually applied by the students you know you have what to is it know. exactly that you teach because i all i know is like oh recording that's what he does but i know nothing oh, no. there is a, and that's so shitty i have a, such a broad back yeah you know, well that, we'll have to but i get pigeonholed yeah oh shit well, that, that's funny because that's exactly it's a perfect word to describe because i remember like some of the jazz students when they didn't realize oh you, really oh really no, just kidding. Not, <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> well i just remember back then like you know they didn't know that you could you could play piano and you can play like that jazz uh, i didn't know that you, at all until like, like like two years ago <laughs> yeah i was like, like wait right, what right, perfect, perfect example and, you know i thought he just mic drum kits <laughs> right, yeah he's just the live sound guy what is it the sound slug the I think sound guy yeah. <laughs> yeah like they don't tell us shit yeah, i mean like, really i remember like watching i remember one time you were playing in arc like you were just because we were recording or something, but the doors were open in the studio, and you're just ripping it up on the piano, and then like you know the some of the snobby jazz. I think this is before you were there. Oh shit! The, the snobby jazz students are walking all you know the halls that they're all like, oh yeah, we're jazz. That's students. how they yeah. And then that's they look right. in like, what's going on in here? Who's playing? And then they see you, and I've never seen the look of shock. <laughs> they're like. What? Wait, you just, well, I thought you were just right. the sound guy. The sound guy that does the live sound. What is this, like, the boardwalk? I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't understand. What is More this? or less. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was, that always stood out to me, those kind of like instances where you saw the whole like traditional side of things. Like people were like, oh, wow, I didn't, I had no idea that he did so much. Like, <laughs> What started you doing all this, like music? Was it just like one day you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to. Do music. No, I, I got my degrees in music performance, and I started when I was four. Oh, shit. Uh, my <laughs> career started when I was 13. Huh. So, I, I mean, I was playing for Governor Reagan and Buzz oh, Aldrin dang. and John Glenn and mm -hmm. Lieutenant Governor Reinecke, and, I mean, we were gigging What 50 were you playing? Piano, percussion, and flute. Not at the same time, I hope. <laughs> could be well I've right now it could I've be one man yep. band I've actually seen him do it <laughs> I'm not kidding so I mean I and then I went I took classical lessons since I was four all the way through past college mm -hmm. I mean I was practicing 20 hours a day seven days a week and I took from the biggest people in the world down yeah. south and I played with the biggest people in the world down there but when I came up here it didn't. All the time I spent in LA did not mean one thing here. when I moved up here. Why no. did you move up? Why didn't you stay? 
I would have kept staying down there, uh, but an opportunity came for me to start the program here at the college because they wanted a commercial music program. Mm -hmm. And so I was one of the interviewees. Shelley Rink told me about it. And I wanted to move back home. I was getting tired of living in L.A. and I took over my parents' house in Auburn. Over here. <laughs> I don't know where it came get from. There? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I moved up. And I figured, well, if things are slowing down a little bit in L.A., I can move up north and just go back and forth. Okay. And continue what I've been doing in L.A. Because it's not doing, that far. But doing it from up, <clears throat> up here. Mm -hmm. So I took the chance, and that's where I ended up. But when I first started at AR, they didn't have anything. Really? So I was teaching jazz band, commercial <laughs> ensemble, two piano classes, part of theory. I was playing with Perla Warren. Okay, yeah. And her jazz, vocal jazz ensemble. I did a little bit of vocal jazz, too. And then I had to develop and build two studios, mm -hmm. equipment, all of them, um, maintain them, get the live sound equipment together for the live classes, design all the curriculum, the four <laughs> levels of business, the four levels of, of recording. She really put your stamp on that school. I mean, they had me going all over the place <laughs> like a dog. And, of course, I, I was the young buck at that time because it was Walt Kerfoot and Ivan Olson and Dr. Lear and Larry Anderson, and they were the old school. I was the new school, mm -hmm. kind of. Dinah's the new kid on the block. Oh, really? And I now I'm the old. See, he's one of my favorite professors. <laughs> old guys. So no wonder. <laughs> but then, as the program grew, and it went through a lot of battles, you know, it was a program that was very hotly contested. Um, I had to. I did less music classes because I had to, to put more into. And, you know, Merlin came on about four years later, so he helped with the part-time classes so I could concentrate. Okay. Because otherwise I was teaching like 12 or 13 different oh, classes. Yeah. Um, six or seven classes a oh, semester. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was crazy. So I would go from <laughs> piano to wiring to, to Led Zeppelin <laughs> to, you know, Chick Corea. <laughs> <laughs> over to to uh, 20th century music. Huh. And then I still ran my business, too, up in Auburn. Okay. And that's uh, creative music services. Yeah, because right. I was, I decided, well, I don't know anybody up here, so I think I should meet a bunch of people in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So I started driving down there all the time to get into the Recording Academy and Northern California Songwriters. Okay. Because they were all based in there, and the Recording Academy was the Grammys. And that's exactly what Julian said. I mean, I was an outsider looking in, and they looked at me going, you're from L.A.? What do you want to do with us? We're yeah. from San Francisco. Why are you? No. Whole different ballgame no. here. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do things No, what do, you, what do you know? <laughs> don't, you know hey. don't give me the L.A. attitude. You know, yeah, we, yeah. Know, we know just as much as you do. <laughs> so I had to kind of, I had to do exactly what yeah. you did. I was the one standing in the corner going, need some help taking those mics on stage? Need some help making some copies over here? Uh, do, you, do you need somebody to bring in um, a sound system? So for essentially, did what they did. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! I yeah, knew I had to just, work. We just ripped. But off. I was used to working <laughs> 110. <laughs> just ripped him off his ideas. Yeah, in LA, you had to work 110. Yeah. 
Because I was doing everything. I was doing movies. I was doing acting. I was doing touring. I was writing. I was producing. (laughs) I was doing clinics. I was teaching. Uh I mean, you know, I taught in the same... Greg Bisson and I and Richard Baker, we all taught in the same music store in Thousand Oaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> so we, you had to do all of it. You had to work at 110% because the competition was so stiff. Mm-hmm. And if, if you didn't, you just got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And you had to constantly meet people and be do everything from playing debut, say, yeah. um, for our power show with Robert Schuler to to playing at the Burbank Elks Club. <laughs> yeah. uh, you had to be willing to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just do anything. Create and yourself an opportunity. Go up to Palmdale and play at the Holiday Inn, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to, and then turn around and be at Paramount Studios in the morning. You had to do all, all of that. And so I was used to doing that pace when I moved up here, but the people, uh, oh, it was a battle. When I started at the college, the people said, who the hell are you? Yeah. What do you know about the music business? That's not what we heard from here. You know, we That's play not what this. We heard, even though you're in yeah, it. Yeah, we play in this band here. Uh, you know, you don't know anything. I um, and I got that told to me so many times. Yeah, that's that's they they still do it. They still do it too. They said, well, "Who who are you?" It's hard to change. I think for people like that change, that idea of like, oh, we got to change what we're doing. I was floored. I yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I said. You don't even want to listen to why? Why are you sitting in the class? Like, <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? You you're not on MTV. Yeah, I mean, I don't on. know what would have made them feel you'd done anything. That's a question. Probably nothing at your and age. And now it's they still can't figure me out. I'm a, weird, <laughs> no, I'm a weirdo. Always, <laughs> so I just need to get out. <laughs> you're like a, you're like Maybe I need to go play with you guys and go to yeah, Reno. Yeah, do it. It'd be fun. <laughs> I'll be your roadie. <laughs> do, do you need this mic over here? <laughs> oh, Julian. Uh, you meet so does many sound weirdos. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You meet so many weirdos. So many weirdos, man. We meet so many. Do you need some more water, Brittany? <laughs> I got enough. I always backline that water. That's yeah. my backline. My water. Uh, is that cable? Is that cable too long for you? Uh, I can make it shorter. <laughs> Did you stand too tall? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Adam, um, uh, you need your bass position. A little bit more. I can I can move it for oh, you. Shit, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy though. You did a lot of work there. Oh yeah, no. You, you basically like that's what kind of like I saw that what you did like back back then. You saw it, but yeah, I, I went there for six years, lot, lot four or six did. years, and I learned nothing. Yeah, yeah. I just thought you'd be uh, the sound hey. guy. Oh, it's my buddy, my pal. Oh yeah, Lee is here. There's the sound guy right there. <laughs> Here's the sound man. Oh, yeah, you can move. So we got Lee Hurtado just checking in. in. Hey. He's hanging this out. This is a multiple blog now. Oh, yeah, we just kind of hang out. Like, so there's five of us here. Yeah. We're, so don't we're get just confused. Out, like, and waffles. And waffles. Oh, yeah. she's so little. Well, <laughs> let me ask you guys something now. I mean, you, you've morphed into two different groups. Yeah. And yeah. Eight, eight years later, uh, and life changes fast. What are your, what are your next moves to stay alive? Or is there going to be some s- separation time for people to explore their own uh, directions of what they want to go into? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like we're still kind of catching up <clears throat> to everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of like l- just life changes in general happening right now for everyone. I mean, it's kind of nice because we always we have that constant like you know. The groups keep us together, I guess, if, if that's a... I didn't hear the question because I was but. fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the next move with all the life changes and stuff? Like, 
Like, I feel like there's more than one move going yeah, on oh, at yeah. once. No, I think it, you're playing a chess game, right? <laughs> yeah, it's ultimately kind of figuring out uh, how things are going to work. You know, we have, uh, you know, some of us are moving. You know, some of us have incoming. You know. New lives coming in. There's a baby on the, <laughs> baby way. On the way. Oh, there's a little one. So you know that's gonna. And it's the first one I think for, for our group. Like, yeah, that I've been a part of. So, you know, it's gonna be. It it's baby. definitely gonna change the focus a little bit. But I think ultimately, like, there's always that uh, creative thing we can go back to mm-hmm. at any point. We're just gonna have to adjust. You know, that's that's the. You kind of have to just roll with it. And that's one thing about the industry. You kind of have to. Like, yeah. Even no matter what. Anything can work out. It's just you have to really, like, be able to. <laughs> and I think we're kind of, like, putting our hands in different pots. Like, we're doing this podcast, e- like, just for fun. Yeah, um, to try to keep. I'm doing a vlog, which I'm I'm not good at editing. or I'm not familiar with it, so I'm, like, trying to figure that out. We're doing WizKid. You guys are doing Twins. Fairlines. Yeah. So Adam and I are doing our own thing together. With the uke. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they just got a uke. <laughs> um, but no, the Fairlines... <clears throat> Is that the country? Yeah, yeah the, the country. country. And then you have the duo oh, yeah. with your brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... It, it's basically like oh, the WizKid yeah. acoustic. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're just doing cover songs. It's it's a gig. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, Well, that's the other thing, too, in the industry, too. You know, you... Damn, Waffles. Yeah, Waffles is... <laughs> she likes crotches. In, in the industry, <laughs> I think that's one thing people forget, too, is that, you know, you have to... Things, opportunities are only going to last so long, and then you have to open yourself up. So we started doing a cover band, you know, just to financially support us instead of having a regular job. That That's what the, the WizKid, our cover bands, allowed us to do. Yeah. So, you know, we get crap from people. Like, I know a ton of local people that, like, I are cool, but as soon as they hear that we're doing a cover band, it's... You sold out. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, sold it's out. Like, our integrity is in question. Yeah. And it's funny because then... Yeah. yeah, and you're playing at. Yeah, they're where? not playing, but that. So you're and, not old enough to go to the boardwalk anymore. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, we, can't we can't play at Ace of Spades. Oh my you God, know. I'm heartbroken. Like I think they just feel like, oh, you're not creating anything. You're not like doing anything. And I'm like, but you're working at a nine to five. I just I still play music for. I do this for, for fun, and I get paid for it. I get paid to do it. Yeah, it's not my music, but I could be working but at you, some like. Yeah. You know, whatever job sports authority I worked at before I could before they went out. Look what happened to them. They went out of business. Right. What a good that would have done me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, we still get fulfilled. I mean, we perform every single weekend and then some. You yeah. know, and it's like just that that time in front of an audience. You know, I mean, that's you can't exchange that for anything. Did you know, quit Starbucks and yeah. all? Wow. Yeah, so well, you wait, can't wait, wait, about what? That. Wait, yeah. I thought you said you were thinking about it. I was thinking about it. And you yeah, thought about it and you did it? Yeah, <laughs> what? And Luis Settle has down. No more Starbucks, too? Uh, I don't know. Or Home Depot uh, I think or... he's still there right now. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think pretty much all of us. Like, I got laid off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I worked at church. No, you worked at the meat market. And that was just for that was just for the holiday because my dad works at a butcher shop. So. Now, how did you get involved with these guys Mac through? <clears throat> so, this man. Adam. Adam Lara. <laughs> He he played <laughs> so Rindy and I became really good friends and um, we, I'm gonna I have to I have to explain the whole story boo so uh, so I'll, I'll make it snappy I'll make it snappy so Rindy and I became friends at ARC um, and 
I was hanging out with her, hanging out with her friends, and her boyfriend was in a metal band, and he was in the metal band. I was like, that guy's pretty cute. So then we got together, and then we've been together for a while. Um, and then he played he played a house show with his metal band, and they were playing Heroes Last Mission. And he comes back. It was, a, it was a house show across the street from his house, which was funny. And he comes back, and he goes, Brittany, there's this band playing in a garage in a house. And I they were so good. I don't know why they were playing in this <laughs> shithole. And he after that, he, you followed them, right? You, like, follow their yeah, music yeah. and where they're what they're doing. And we periodically go to their with shows. you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in what, Chris Martinez's garage or something like that? Or? Uh-uh. It was, like, just like a random yeah, was, young person no, was, house uh, show. Yeah, it was, it was in Woodland. Oh, you're doing a house. Uh-huh. And then you... I just remember it was raining. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was storming. Yeah, it was supposed to be outside. We were supposed to play outside. Like, the whole concert was supposed to be outside. And they had, like, this makeshift tent with, like, a tarp. And <laughs> it kind of worked for, like, three bands. And then it was just pouring, pouring, pouring. So eventually they bring everyone inside. And I think we were the first band to play inside. Yeah, cause because the, they reluctantly, the mom of, like, one of the kids in the <laughs> band was like, well, I guess she could play inside. Yeah. And so I we guess. literally set up in a little, like, yeah. Really, probably the size of this room. It was because yeah, he took pictures of it because you're showing me, and yeah. he just thought that you guys were so good, and we fo- he followed your music, and I followed your music because he followed your music, and then um, you guys liked his bass playing, and you had asked him. Mm-hmm. He was struggling with his um, uh, your life. He was struggling <laughs> with his goddamn life. No, his music there um, because after Rindy passed away, um, that band wasn't doing so well because she was kind of like the glue that kind of held them all together and it was just really rough and he wasn't doing anything and he was getting depressed about it and they had asked him if they, he wanted to play bass and he said no because he had loyalty to his band mm-hmm. and but I could see that tore his ass up well, I shouldn't said ass but <laughs> it tore him up so then on New Year's Eve uh, we watched them play at oh, yeah. Eldorado Saloon. Saloon yeah, yeah. Eldorado Saloon and Tito was there. Yeah. Tito was like, man, they were buddy. I was like, man, I wish he would have played with them. And I said, I bet you if you ask oh, him. So you knew Tito. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tito is uh, the twins. That's their cousin. Yeah. Oh. Well, I met them while I met these guys, I think. Because it was like probably around the same time when he moved here. Mm-hmm. Like from Michigan. Michigan, uh-huh. yeah. So I was I was talking to him while they were playing. I said, I bet you if if they asked him again, he'd say yes. Because I was like, I was like, I know he wants to play with them, but he just felt bad and he said no. And then they asked him again and he said and yes. It's funny that you say that because then we were on the outside like, I wonder if he would say yes if we asked him. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and he, like, yeah. So I, I think he would say yes. So I was like trying that to. was after. That was after Reese, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Reese was, uh, Reese cool. He's, uh, we actually just saw him the other day. Some at UFC fights. Uh, wasn't he? No, 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 that was Dustin. Oh, was it? Yeah, no, yeah, that was she Dustin. Sorry, I Reese don't. Reese is a bass player that was playing. Oh, for us. yeah, that's the yeah. other guy. Yeah, yeah. That's the other he guy. Just, he's he's a great guy. Like we we had a blast with him. It just you know I think we both reached we both reached that like point where it was like oh okay he was helping us out. He was supposed to just help us fill in, but then he ended up filling in for like a year, you know. And then when it came time to like okay we really need to up the game, it was like oh shit. I don't know know about this. So it was like a mutual, like, okay. I think it's funny. I think when we told him, he was more relieved. Like, oh, we're going to move on. You know, yeah. it, it's cool. And we're I still friends so with too. him. Yeah, for sure. He's still one of my best friends from high, growing up high school and stuff. And, um, I mean, we've, we'll always be close. Uh, and um, I think Julian's right. I think it was more of a relief. I think he didn't realize 
what the lifestyle was like. At work? Yeah. yeah. He had to learn all the songs. He never played bass before. He had to learn all the songs oh, and play at South by Southwest within like three days. Because <laughs> because our bass player before, he had he'd quit you the week quit. before. And so we weren't going to cancel our whole South by Southwest gigs. And so we were just like... Uh, we couldn't figure. We mm-hmm. asked people, and they're like, oh, yeah. "I don't know." Some people really wanted to, but they didn't want to leave their jobs yeah. or couldn't, whatever. Couldn't get the time off. And we were all about our band, like that's yeah. what it was about. And so Reese was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I'll do it." And literally, yeah, he's learning. We're playing open mics as we go mm-hmm. to South by Southwest, so he can practice and learn. learn how to play. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty cool and, and brave of him. I mean, to do it's that. a it's not a mean thing. I'm just saying it was it was pretty bad leading up to it because <laughs> we were like he didn't we didn't know if he had rhythm or mm-hmm. he didn't know, like it was like we played a couple shows and like he forgot a lot of the stuff and we were like oh shit. <laughs> like, well, and I I mean my hats off to him because he did kind of just jump in and we sort of just. Did just throw him in. We was just too. like, we hey, so you want to be in a, <laughs> you want to be in a, you want to help us out like for some shows? Okay, we leave in two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Like, do you have a bass? Okay, you can use this bass. <laughs> you yeah. can, like, this is a, this is how it goes. And you know, leading up to it, those shows were rough. But mm-hmm. then, it, you know, once we got there, yeah, once yeah. we were there and it became showtime, he was he flawless. Out, he yeah. did it exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. Perfectly. So then, that was that right before that show. Then, like, when did you guys ask Adam? Uh, that that was a year later. Yeah. Like when we asked okay. Him. Okay. Because yeah. I don't know how I started playing with you guys. Because it wasn't like. Yeah. So like I think um, Reese, we he, he just came, did she come in when you decided to form the Whiz Kid for a cover band? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. started to do. Um, oh yeah. You had the, we had a we had a side project. That I, was the whole question, Brittany. I was going to talk about it, but they were talking, and I couldn't finish my statement. And she's not going to you know, talk my, over my us. My idea is I'm not, because I'm a woman, and that's not what I do. I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Male-female relationships. just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. I'm out. No, uh, so, because like, I got a lot of on the subject. Well, you, you had asked him, and then you guys were playing for a while. They went on tour, and yeah. my, my cover band that I was in was like falling to pieces and then we broke up and then I don't know why we started um it was side chicks it was four of us it was gonna be yeah that's the name of our group yeah Julian Art Adam and you yeah and um it was basically the starting of Liz Kid yeah it basically we did it but I don't know why I think it was just to make money I think we're thinking why not do this while we're doing it it's actually was uh Mark from the Out Club kept Oh, pushing. Bugging me. And, and was like, you need to get Brittany. It's poking you. Like, Mark uh, was the owner of the Owl Club, which we used to frequent. Yeah. We used yeah, to they, frequent a lot. They love me. They're really nice. Just, I just talked to him yesterday, and he reminded me. That's <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it's great to see you guys doing stuff. You know, I, I told you. I told you you need to get Brittany in there and singing in something. Like, yeah, we did. And, and it's true, because he kind of was like the guy that was like, you need to get her singing. And then I bet and if I was you like, guys nah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't want another girl I'm in the girl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sugar. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, yeah, that was like the start of it. And then, you know, it was like, oh, we could probably get paid. So we hit up uh, Scott Mason from TEI, who was actually one of our friends through a mutual friend. And he books a lot of the cover bands. And it was crazy. It just, it literally was like, hey, so we put together some people our band and then we brought in a girl singer like we want to be on the roster like if you can help us book some shows and it wasn't even a question it was like he knew us as an original project and was knew we were like 
successful and did everything, it was like a no brainer. So literally, like there was no like trial period. It was just like I got lucky. Yep. I got real was, lucky. Yeah. Well, and then he was like, "Just send me some pictures." Yeah, <laughs> and then like, it was like, "All right, we nudes. were booked." <laughs> <laughs> no, he just we sent him a picture, sent him a video that was actually a hero's video, like of us of performing. I don't even think Britney was even in we it. We didn't even uh-huh. do it. Yeah. We didn't even play that song. Yeah, we didn't even play it. Like, <laughs> See ya. So that yeah. basically kind of took off from there. And, to, you know, that's one thing. I Once I tell the bands what our situation is, you know, not just financially, but that we don't, we don't promote ourselves. We don't do anything other than show up, <laughs> play for our three sets, and then leave and collect a check. We don't answer to nobody. We don't. We kind of promote kinda, a little bit. Yeah, that's but not most as much of them, as we. Most of the groups they don't promote. Oh, like, yeah. Like we do. I think that's why we stick out. Is because we do use social media. We still we we promote. But some of their biggest bands, like that, have been around for, you know, over a decade. They don't even do that, and well, they're they're. I mean, they're just, they're older. You know, <laughs> you know they, like, they're killing it. Yeah, just they're doing as much just fine. As we, yeah, <laughs> we totally. Are, so. not yeah, I'm not. Else. Yeah, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying yeah. like there's just different generation. Even, yeah, and know. yeah, there's a little bit of that the generational thing because a lot. I think normally a cover band like is generally like an older forties, uh, yeah, older 50s. group. Like, oh, let's have some fun. You no, know, no. we're in we're in the some of us are in the twenties and you know early thirties. You know, to it, we kind of just stick out. Like even when you see us on the lineup, like on the website, it's like. You know, older folks, older folks, and then two young groups, Thundercover and, yeah. and and the Wiz Kid, and it's it's kind of mm-hmm. like oh, like we stand out, and it's true. We we tend to do really well at certain casinos that have like a younger demographic of like twenty five right. and up. You know, because a lot of them are our age, so it's almost like oh, I get to see my friend rocking out on stage mm-hmm. and like killing it, and like there's six of us. They so don't feel so out of touch with whoever's huge. on stage. Yeah. And we're kind of a huge band, so it kind of looks like this like onslaught of like people. So is it two prima donnas on the on the front? <laughs> Pretty much. One and two, <laughs> or two and one. Mm, kind of. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it depends on the night <laughs> and how many uh, vodka Red Bulls we both had. <laughs> yeah, but you're splitting it vocal wise between yeah. male and female cover songs. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. yeah. It's nice. It opens up the kind of songs that we can play. You know. Yeah. I, I mean. I probably couldn't get away with singing all about that bass. You, you know? could I mean, now. Your voice is pretty good today. I did. <laughs> I did last night. Nice. Um, I greeted. Yeah, but that's just. For, I mean, it's for fun, so no one really cares. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of where we we kind of you know added that other element into it to you know financially like that's all we do like for pretty much most of us like let's we play music so that's <laughs> I'm not gonna complain about that because. Once, like I said, people hear that we don't have to do anything. We get paid really well, and you get to play music. Like I'd rather be doing that than yeah, <laughs> than working on regular <laughs> nine to five. You know, you know, I play music for a living. Although I still need a ha- I need a part time job still. Oh still yeah, still yeah. need it. I'm looking for one. Anybody out there? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> anybody? Yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, meat oh, yeah, the meat. <laughs> but uh, I, meat market. Eric, the some of the stuff that because you were in uh, oh waffles is a you were in a you were an actor as well. That's what? we never really like touched on that too much. I, I know, and knowing you, I've seen some of your headshots, the cool headshots. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, your poses. Oh, those are awesome. The football one's my favorite. <laughs> what? Pull yeah. them up. I want to see them. I, I wish you had them. Because there's one where you're like catching a football, but you're like, you're like oh, smiling. Like a, it was actually tossed a foot away from me. <laughs> Make it look like you just caught it. <laughs> but he's like, a smile on his face. That's like, mine. <laughs> what about in that, that whole, what made you get into that side of things? Was it just merely being in L.A. or... Well, I did a fair amount of theater here before um, when I was in boarding school and stuff. I did all the summer plays, and and so I got into the, the theater side of it live, and um, I didn't pursue it when I went down south to go to school because I was a music major. But then when I, I graduated, um, I was I was getting my fifth year teaching credential just as a backup and at the same time I was going all over and I decided well you know what I'm working some pretty piddly jobs in between the music so I figured if I can get the acting jobs mm -hmm. and the music goes down fine if I get the music jobs and the acting goes down I got two things going and I always wondered well what would happen if I got both of them at the same time which one would I what I do, and it, and it did happen. So I decided within a year uh, to get into Screen Actors Guild. So literally, I had enough networking where I, I met a photographer, and he was the original Winston cigarette poster guy oh, wow. on all the billboards. Yeah, yeah. He was a tough guy. Uh, but he was, Sean Kinney owned a photography service, and he shot everybody. And he knew all the agents. And um, he was acting, too, on Star Trek and all these big movies. Yeah. And so he found me some acting agents within six months. And then I started to take acting lessons and get work and go out for auditions. And I started to get stuff. So I was able to get my card, my Screen Actors Guild card at that time. And um, voila, I was, I was in, I would, like you said, I was in the in the game, uh, uh, but there was also um, 40,000 other Screen Actors Guild actors and being an Asian <laughs> yeah. male in a pre predominantly WASP industry, white Anglo-Saxon person. Boo, um, white Anglo-Saxons! That's what they called it <laughs> at that time. It was tough. I mean, the, my agent literally told me, you have to do 40 auditions to get one. And I was lucky if I could get five auditions a year. So I was like looking up a mountain yeah. to try and figure out how to do that. I mean, I did a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I went up to my peak uh, and worked with a ton of big actors and actresses and up-and-comings and did all the weird theater stuff. And then it started to go down. So then my music came up, but at one point it all fell together and I had to make some big choices oh, because... I got a, a lead role at the same time I was going out on the road, and I had exactly which what, what do I yeah, <laughs> and you know then I went to Alaska on a ship cruise, and my acting agent was really mad at me for doing that because um, I left town for four months, um, so it kind of started to slide, and the music got a little bit stronger, and then kind of. You know, you, you're, you're going all over the place. Yeah. You're doing the endorsements, and you got marketing, and you go over to the acting, and you got the production. And I was still working some day jobs, too, because I, I did a lot of 
um, stuff at the recreation district in Thousand Oaks. So, and I took all my acting and music and made some kind of really cool recreational activities for the kids. Like I did, I shot um, movies. I made wrote scripts and movies for the kids to act in, and then oh, on the cute. cable television, a company in Westlake filmed it all for me what? and showed it. And then I made a makeshift Hollywood stuntman village <laughs> where that's I had so kids cute. actually fall off oh, and off, so off of a building cute. into a like a foam oh, mattress. <laughs> you know, I did all that stuff, and so I, I learned how to uh, support community and and yeah. bring theater and then I you know I was doing uh, when I taught elementary band uh, Tom Scott and I taught 10, 10 bands in Thousand Oaks 10 schools and then we put together a, a big uh, 10 school concert at the end and then we marched in the parades and I had one of the first kids drum lines oh, that's cool. so I got Remo to sponsor and get all the kids marching drums that were lightweight and so that became a part of income and you went here and there and I, I was broke and one year I was homeless for a year and I lived on the streets and so crazy. You, you know it's, that's dedication man <laughs> I mean you learned really quick yeah and I had a lot of choices and I, I always the, was the weirdo even in college people could said <clears throat> you're doing so many things we can't figure out what to do with you so we won't do anything with you <laughs> you're, the, you're the most different and creative so we're just gonna toss you aside yep that's yeah. what they did you know they don't like that traditional side of things so. you know so i decided well screw it you know i'm not i'm not gonna listen to my uh, college instructors tell me that i'll never make it uh, when i'm paying money to go to right? their school and get their degree exactly you know um screw them i feel that Art. Screw them all. I'll prove them wrong. And that's, oh, that, that was my passion. <laughs> yeah. to prove drive, yeah. And so that's why I went into the acting to try and stay alive. But in the meantime, man, I was pulling weeds for three bucks an hour. I was cleaning Iranian mansions in Westlake for four dollars an hour. It's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, was, yeah. I worked at Oshman's ski, ski things. And then I sold clothes at Bullocks. And, and then... Really I would go jobs. out and do a television shoot and then go back to teaching kids. In a, yeah. So always keep Wow, your days were just so sporadic. It, it, was, like. it was crazy. And, you know, I went all the way up and then you'd go all the way down. Yeah. Then yeah. you go all the way up mm -hmm. and then you go all the way down. I mean, I went to the all the way to the highest working with the bis <laughs> biggest stars in the world and then down to being homeless, <laughs> standing on orange, orange, um, Street and Hollywood Boulevard Thanksgiving night. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, and I I got told the worst from even my college mates would see me playing at the Bob Hope Classic or something like that, and they would go up to me and going, "Oh, you're still doing that? <laughs> oh." And then they would walk off. <laughs> and I graduated with them, cause, like, but they had their the big. Volvos and yeah. homes in Westlake, and here I was living in my Ford Courier truck, and you know, playing drums or piano or trying mm -hmm. to, to make it. And um, they teased me mercilessly for it. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. But I mean, it's a testament to the that's how the industry is. It's those extreme ups and extreme downs, yeah. and you know, I think that's what 
ultimately, like what that diversification, I think that was always a word, you know, that allowed you, I think, later and for us too, to like have different avenues of uh, creating opportunities. Right. And, and that's something that gets overlooked. And it's funny that. I think that that's the norm now. People do multiple things. Yeah. They'll have they'll have a podcast. They'll have they act. That's right. They're a comedian. They're, Donald Glover's a, a guy that he's a writer for shows. He's an actor. He has a com- comedian career. He does. He's a rapper, and he does well at all of them. And he but he does all of them. And now it's like becoming that. That's just the norm. That is the norm. Like, and it's funny because that's what you've always like said because. A lot of these guys that only did that one thing, like they're finding out, okay, well, now there's no opportunities. They're not hiring for for acting. Right. Okay, now what? Oh, well, you don't have anything else going on, so. (laughs) And then you are a jerk to people, so then, like, it's like, okay, so now what do you do? Like, it's just kind of a a one thing I think gets overlooked, and it's funny that it's. Now you have to be, yeah. especially you have to be a marketing. You're a business. You're a small business nowadays. Independent artist. Yeah, like it's, isn't it? It's the best way to do it. You know, it's really the only way you can do it. And at you first. guys are all independent artists, but you're multi diversifying. Yeah, so. yeah. We can we can do a lot of different things and pursue it. Like that's it's interesting to hear that that it's kind of shifted that way because only mainly because the industry has kind of crashed and. Like you've basically have to become a, a label. A do it yourself, right? Kinda. When I was, uh, yeah, when I was going through college, it was one one thing, and you every door was closed in Hollywood when I was in college. The only way you could get into any door was to have somebody take you under the wing and said, "I'm a studio player. I'm going to bring you into the session." Yeah. Uh, otherwise, there was no way, and you couldn't record anything other than four or eight tracks at that time. Right. So you, you couldn't get into a 24-track or a 16-track mm-hmm. studio because, for one, it was booked, and the second, you couldn't afford the astronomical rates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know the right people, you couldn't get into the room anyway. And But that's what made it glamorous because it was a thrill just to be sitting to in a in session there. at CBS <laughs> Studios in Radford looking at the scoring orchestra, yeah. you know, doing a, a television track or uh, to go in and to get invited to A&M Studios and, and meet Karen Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, those were... Don't, is that the, don't you remember you told me in them, baby? Yeah. Carpenter's huge, yeah. huge act. Christmas or, album, that's all I remember. You know, doing... <laughs> if you got a showcase, you showcase it at A&M Studios or SIR and... Record people came down. The big labels came down to see you, and but otherwise you weren't even getting close. I mean, I found out how to get in through my acting. Yeah, so it wasn't even the- <laughs> my acting agent was told me this is how you get into Paramount. This is how to get into Universal. This is how you get into Fox. This is how you get into ABC. Do this, do this, do this, do that. Do you think those rules still apply now? In present day, oh, yeah. As far as getting in into the those circles, yeah, because they're they're very protective, right? It's, and, I mean, yeah, I feel like and everything is everything is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you can't get those passes, you you still can't get in because of that exclusivity issue. But it doesn't mean that you can't be who you are outside of that, and that's right. what. 
when Tascam came up with the Porter Studio in 1978, that's what really screwed everything up. Yeah. Because then everybody could have a, their own studio, and of course right it's there. grown till to today. And, oh, yeah. And that's really a huge catalyst of why you are, because of the recording studios have, have changed so much where yeah, you don't need changed. capital or a&m or sony or anybody <laughs> else and i mean yeah. and the products have changed too where you don't have to to wait 10 years to buy a, a three thousand dollar mic you right. can get it for 500 bucks and it sounds pretty dunk on mm -hmm. good yeah Shoot, even fact, cheaper some of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like we're sitting in here and you didn't have the internet then yeah i mean we didn't have cell phones so we had answering services. Just kidding. So you would call in off of a payphone, off of a gas station, and ask if you were clear. And, and your agent would say, "You're clear. You're clear. Go take an acting class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go home. Don't call me till today. Later on, I I've had lunch with a casting director. I'll call you. I'll call you. I'll call you. How do you find it? Uh, what do you call it? Act Ding, yeah, I was gonna say it with SAG agent. and, yeah, and, and having an agent. What is that? What did that take back back then? You you oh. had to get the only way you could get into those unions, and there was a hundred thousand people at that time doing non-union work in L.A. There was forty thousand that were members, hmm. and Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA were separate, as long along with AF of M. So you had actually three union unions plus Equity, which is the theater union. Um, the only way you could get in was to get Taft-Hartley, and that was a Taft-Hartley federal act, where you could get granted into the show to, to do your part if a casting director or producer hired you as a non-union. But immediately after that, you would have to pay your union, union fees, fees to become a union member, or they took all of your acting gigs, all the money went, to paying your fees till it was paid up, oh, and then gotcha. then you were in. So you walked work for free until. And this the ruling still applies now. The, the easiest union was the musicians union, Booyah. and then they really had a a pretty good hold over all the restaurants and the hotels because they were all union houses. But as the union lost their uh, leverage, all of that type of income became non-union and booked by. Right. Your own people, just like you guys are doing now, and the the only union houses came when um, the record labels had were signatories to the union, and you had to do union shows like at Sleep Train Amphitheater or Paul McCartney or Golden One. Those are still all, all union, um, but I would probably say 80% of the musicians' union gigs are non-union. Now, where you don't need the musicians' union to book your own gig, though, yeah. it's still a a risk if your talent agency doesn't take care of your business for you, mm. um, you could get stiffed and lose out in some, to some very funky issues. But the Screen Actors Guild and Actors are now unified, and they're they're very very strong. But yeah. they have to be because there's so many working conditions that the actors are are scrutinizing themselves. Under uh, uh, when I was in L.A., they had a big helicopter crash with Vic Morrow. Oh, he was shit. killed. Uh, and they were shooting a big movie scene on the by Fillmore on the river, and I think the stunt people said, "Don't fly the helicopter at night. Don't do it. You know, it's not safe." And they flew it, and it killed a bunch of actors plus Vic Morrow, and that was a big mm -hmm. union yeah. 
huge union issue, and the actors go through a lot of, I wouldn't call it torture, but stress. You know, I remember one scene where they, they sprayed us with a chemical. Was it to look like monsters or look like green or blue? So they said, close your eyes. Some of that stuff they and put And we'll in tell the you when to open it. Porta potties. And then they just <laughs> took this gun like, <laughs> 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 and oh, crap. I don't mean to laugh. That's what? awful, but I just can't. You did not so realize. you can open your eyes now. <laughs> what? I can't open my eyes. I can't see. Sorry you can't move very much, but and you just wait a minute until it dries. Your flesh burns. One girl got, um, she got allergic reaction. to all of that, oh, and no. she ended up in the hospital. They didn't test. And like, that was, was no a union like, issue. Patch test? Because like, back then, they didn't really like have any standard. They didn't patch test any, anything? Like, like, put it on your you wrist. Know, or they like, say, oh, do you have a peanut allergy? This, this is, has peanuts in it. Remember the scene with um, Sandra Bullock on Miss Confidentiality 2, where they went in the pirate ship at the very end? Okay, yeah, that yeah. They tied them up. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. That was an underwater scene where, you know, that's highly risky stuff. And they ask you, okay, can you hold your breath for at least 60 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean, 60 seconds? <laughs> well, we're doing this scene here where you're tied up in here and kind of, you know, when it fills up with water, you kind of have to hold oh your breath, God. you know, until we get you out. And, um, you know, we got a rope tied with you, but if we it comes loose, you know, you, you might have to swim <laughs> out. It's like, what? <laughs> you're, cool, you're cool with that, right? It's like, cool what? You're dying, right? Are you kidding me? Potential death risk. <laughs> it's like, whoa. You know, I, I remember one scene I wrote, read with uh, O.J. Simpson, the worst movie ever, the TV movie. And I remember the casting director, he says, yeah, you look pretty buff. And he said, I said, yeah, I guess I am. I said, you know karate? He said, yeah, a little bit. I said, well, well do, you mind, do you mind if OJ slams the, the door in front of you and you have to fall to the ground? I said, what do you mean? I said, oh, well, you're one of the bad guys. So when he opens up the door, he's the hero, and you're in the gang, and he's going to injure you. So you have to be able to take getting hit by a car door. Is that okay with you? <laughs> like, a moving car door. A car door? Are you like, kidding me? Like no, no, you're just going to open up really fast, and you're just going to go boom, and you have to fall to the floor. <laughs> said, you know, uh, you've got to be able to take the car door hit. Is that okay with you? hell no. Can you get hit so by I, a semi? So I did it. Yeah. Bring some foam in between me or and something like that? Oh, no, 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 no. That's the funny thing is that they're not even like, like, oh, we can, you know, make it or fake it, like, nowadays, where it's, like, yeah. super, like, you, they protect it. Oftentimes, probably have a stuntman now yeah. do a Somebody lot of stuff. Somebody knows what they're doing. Like, yeah. you know, there's, that's especially, but, yeah, that's funny. Back then, I would imagine it would be like that back then, where you're, like, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can do that. You can, it was, it was, you it can was, risk your life, now, right? Now, what I'm, what I mean, okay, so you were saying, when they asked you if you know karate and stuff like that, did you go into auditions, like, Knowing that th you might get like typecast. kind of typecast, <laughs> oh, it was like well, that's the, I, I was mean, stereo, you know, because you're saying, you know, I was like, I, as an Asian, you know, in that like predominantly like white. You know, oh yeah, that's when they're talking to Chinese, huh? Oh yeah, oh, you you like a noodle with the chow mein too? Yeah, they they want that's what they want. They some of them wanted that, and some of them wanted you to say, hi. Would you like to have your towel with you now? Oh, wow. Thanks. 
Oh, like, wow. And you didn't quite know. Just like I read for Revenge of the Nerds. I read for MASH. I read for Tidal Wave Bubblegum. I read for Dynasty with mm. John Forsythe. I mean, I did Happy Days. You did Happy Days? You never knew. Oh, wow. You never knew what they wanted. Oh, yeah. And like when I did... Uh, the one up here with the was a big Joy Luck Club. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh, you look Northern Chinese because the Southern Chinese people are fatter in the face." <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Dude, you're white. You're a white guy. <laughs> what do you know? I'm Northern you know, European. Have you ever lived in Hong Kong? You have a big <laughs> nose. <laughs> and then I didn't get the title way bubblegum because I was too skinny. They wanted a fat Hawaiian guy with a big old belly going, total stereotype. And then when I read, read for Revenge of the Nerd, the Japanese guy got it because he was fatter and his face was fatter. It's and funny because he's, he's fat. song for you too. And I didn't talk like that on the edition, so I didn't get it. Oh, wow. It was terrible. I don't tell you. And Nash, they sing, oh, you have to get blown up. So, because. <laughs> you have to get blown up. So, you're the 15 year old waif, and you look young enough. So, when we do this scene here, you get blown up by mine, and Hawkeye brings you into the camp compound, and you say, oh, uh, so, ah, we'll take care of you right away. Oh, I had to, to yeah, be yeah. this Vietnamese or Korean. 15-year-old kid that got blown up and they were taking pity on me in the mash tent. That's that's how you could get in. <laughs> that's essentially. Then when I word read for Year of the Dragon, that was a big wild one. That's a very nasty movie. Yeah. First they asked me if I could talk Chinese and I said no. I said, "Ah, oh, well read the line anyway." I read it really well. They said, "Oh god." John and I said, "We love you." We'll get you in the movie somehow. We want you in the movie. They never called back. And then I saw the movie. They never even talked Chinese. They talked English. The scene was in New York. It's like, what? But Man, it just seems so shifty, though, I too, think the, like those stories. It was in, awful. In the industry, like, you think on a lot of those uh, auditions, they don't really know, for the most part, they don't really know, like, what they're looking for. I feel like I, I've... When I listen to some of the podcasts, some of the actors, they always are like, it's the worst thing. It's audition. You never know what they want. Like, they, you're always to this or you're always to that. But in the end, it's always like, do they even really know what they no. want? They just, they're just looking for that. There was somebody. a barbecue sauce commercial I did. I had to talk, talk like John Wayne. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm trying to watch Chisholm and like, so... You really like that sauce? <laughs> I'll give it to you one more time. You know, it's like, this is like a bunch of Chinese guys down the hall trying, well, you really like that sauce? And I'm listening to it going, does that sound like John Wayne? No, that's is not Is he John better Wayne. John Wayne than me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, I, it's like way better. this is too weird. My it's white like, is better than your so white 12 guy. Chinese guys down the hall going, you like that sauce there, so... <laughs> Sounds rapey. Like, <laughs> like, talk about you know yeah. sexual harassment or anything like that. I mean, yeah. it was like another one. No, we don't care about <laughs> Give this. Another one of my you have sauces. to talk like this. Yeah, the, it, 
it's true. I mean, it, it makes sense back then. I, it's it would be like you trying to do the Mexican part. Right, yeah. Can you talk like Cheech and, Cheech and Chong? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, no. yeah. Well, you want oh, some burritos, man? Yeah. I'd probably do a better Russian. I'm going to be your teacher, you know? <laughs> Hey, it's, it's, this is like awful yeah, stereotype. Yeah. It is. And it's funny because they don't really understand different parts of the world. Like Samoa is not the same as <laughs> no. Japan, you know, and the same thing as like Mexico isn't the same as Cuba. <laughs> but they yeah. just think, no. oh, it's all the same. Yeah, it's it's totally different. Stupid white people, you suck. <laughs> I'm white, but you suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I, I definitely think there's a shift now. A lot of the shows that I see nowadays and, you know, not just through because I think the the TV film industry is kind of going through a shift too, where you know YouTube and Netflix and that's true. They, Amazon has their they all have original content now where they're they don't have to go through networks they don't have to answer to anybody. Nope. No. The beauty of like a a network like Netflix is that they get to you basically get to make the show that you want, and a lot of the shows nowadays seem to be very like diverse, and like they're making it. Uh, actual like thing where you know you don't have to play a stereotype. It's like oh yeah he, yeah he's Asian but he's just that character. He's just this character. He's not. It has nothing to do with like, like nationality. I was a weirdo in, in uh, the Righteous Apples, which was spawned the the musician in the band high school TV yeah. show, which everybody's copied. They were looking for an Asian kid that played drums that talked cool. <laughs> Dang, you had everything but the talk it was cool a black, <laughs> It was a black production company, and they couldn't find anybody. For some reason, I got the call, and I went in there, and I, go, and I had a Adam's hat on backwards with a pair of sticks in my pocket. And I walked into them, and there's Topper Crew and Ivan Dixon from Hogan's Heroes, and they're looking at me, and they're going, I said, yo, man, what's up? <laughs> first they were reading the books and they went what's, man, what's up where you where you learn to talk like that say Inglewood man where you learn to talk like that North <laughs> Highland said, sucker streets where who you who what's your name <laughs> that's funny we, we want to have you you, you we want you to be on the show we, we can't find nobody like that you know <laughs> yeah, and you play so, the man. drums too man that's cool. <laughs> you gonna meet your producer? Hey, we been talking to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. You know, what? Give me, give me the agent your number. We we'll call you. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Okay. You, you bad. You bad. Method actor. He's a method actor. <laughs> you went into that like. I mean, it's so weird. You never know. You had you just to like kind of go with like whatever you thought might. Yeah, click make with you them. Stick out, I guess. Or yeah. yeah. We can't find no Asian guys that play drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk like this. You know? <laughs> How do you learn to talk like that? It's my roommate's all from Englewood, man. I play football. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, Every cliche. My man, behind. Sydney, my, my name is Rat, man. Rat. <laughs> Rat. You got a nickname too? <laughs> so, yeah, I watch, I watch what's happening. You know, you know Rerun? You know? Oh, shit. <laughs> Man. That's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that that's basically yeah. That's a it's a crazy thing industry there. You know, Just tell me about it. Yeah, I, I'm sure, especially being on both sides of it, music and that, like that must have been a it experience was weird. in it, itself. Man, brutal, actually. It's funny. Every actor wanted to be a musician, but not every musician wanted to be an actor. Mm -hmm. 
said, oh, you guys are crazy. But every actor, every actor I ran into, oh, I love the congas. Oh, I wish I could play guitar. Oh, dude, why don't you come over to my house and we'll jam. Oh, man, that would be so cool. After we're going to shooting, come over and let's jam, man. Let's get a party together and we'll get some other people. I'm sure that jam That's how you got always- in a circle. <laughs> you did something that they wanted to do, but they they couldn't, couldn't do it. And they just loved music. I couldn't. Surprising, though, because, I mean, you would think that, you know, I'm sure a lot of actors could sing, you know, if they had some sort of, like, theater training. They did. And so, I don't know, I'd be surprised that they don't use that more because, I mean, it's an instrument in itself. Because musicians are, like, a lot of times when they go into it, they're already talented in that way. And whereas Mm -hmm. actors, they're trying to become talented in that way. It was weird. There's a little bit of an acting element to, like, performance. Absolutely. That's true. As a lead singer, like, I'm sure, like, you know, you're you're having to work the audience and see read them and like see sort what they of. like and kind of like play yeah, into that. Play like, so it kind of makes it kind of makes sense that like they you're kind of like doing like two things to them and it, it's almost something to look up to because you're like, oh dang, these guys are they're rocking out. He can work a crowd or yeah, you know, or she's just killing it or just like and they aspire to that because they don't get to and it's different because acting you know it's it's not very, it's very jagged and the right. You do like a take and then it stops and then you wait for like an hour to do the next like takes and then it stops and it's not very like consistent. Whereas like a, a musicians like oh they have this time and then you have they, an hour. It's like a live on. interaction. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's do it. it's kind of risky in a sense because it's like it's kind of like improv. That, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, improv. It yeah, is that's a risk. A good, yeah, you so. do take more risk mm-hmm. in the in the music performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the performance side, so I can definitely see how they look up to it because it's like you're doing multiple things, especially if you're you know, especially the ones that actually can dance and mm-hmm. they sing, dance really well, and they play instruments and they write the music like like Bruno Mars just always sticks out now as a current artist that does that. Like I think there's more musicians that. Are getting acting roles now because yeah. of the music and film and television being more yeah. integrated. Yeah, True. well, even like the the and two it, from uh, Portlandia, the Fred Armisen and uh, Carrie Brownstein. Amazing. They, they've been yeah. doing Portlandia forever, but they were like musicians before. You know, she was in a band, and he he did some acting, but he he plays guitar and drums, and that's what he's they actually. Wanted to do. Yeah, he's a super talented musician. Yeah, like he's the house band for uh, Seth Meyers, I think. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, yeah. But he, you know, he has Portlandia. Yeah, he's an actor. He's in tons of like movies. I think he probably still writes for Saturday Night Live too. Yeah, I'm sure. Once yeah. in a while, he'll show up on the show mm. just randomly. Yeah, and he's like made his name, and it's funny because sometimes I think, like you're saying, you don't know how you're gonna get to. Now he he's doing what he I think always wanted to do is to be in a band. Now he's a house band for a live uh, TV uh, talk show, and uh, but. What got him there was his acting, yeah. which when he started it was music, but then it right it went to acting. You're right, exactly. Well, right. I mean, that, you could say the same for John Tappert. He said he, I remember hearing him on a podcast, and he's oh, a bar drummer. rescue. Yeah, because he's on bar rescue. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And about uh, that. we were listening to a podcast, and he was a drummer. He played drums, and that's what he was trying to do for like ever. Mm-hmm. He was uh, playing but drums, <laughs> and then that became he played in clubs, so that's how he knew learned all the club stuff. Learned how the club stuff. Now he like. Rescues bars that are struggling. He's like a, a like 
a bar scientist on how oh, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but he yells at everyone. Yeah, and he yells at everyone. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, essentially, he's just like, "That's, I was a musician first. That's what I really wanted to do, and then I realized I wasn't that good. So then it was like, but I knew the, the I played in clubs, so I saw what was working and what up. didn't, and then that kind of t- he he morphed into more that. Interesting to him. Yeah, to fix that those problems. It's funny though. I feel like music can bridge a lot of. That's one thing about music, not just Bring like. Yeah, not doesn't bring <laughs> us together just like listening to it and like performing like that. It can also bridge you to so many different things. I've seen a lot of people get different to different places in their lives through music, even you know whether that be acting or you know like John Taffer's on that that show or you know they've become let's uh, uh, also become kind of medical where it's like the music for music therapy or mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of morphed in. Music always seems to be kind of connected to everything. Like it's yeah. it's always like a some, center. I mean, even, even I've gotten some interesting gigs. Like uh, like I got to MC we- MC weddings and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think it just because from talking to audiences and crowds and stuff, they're like, oh yeah, you could be good with talking to like big crowds and you know yep. officiating this wedding and making sure whatever. And I'm like. Never thought of that, but uh, sure, you're gonna pay me. Like I'll do it. Like whatever you. Want. <laughs> no experience, but fuck it. Yeah. What do you need me to do? So, uh, yeah, and I. They do. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't think about that, but yeah, I mean that totally happened. Well, you guys have done your so many of your own independent. Yeah. Videos and. Yeah, videos. Yeah. We should do one. Let's do another one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? Let's do yeah, a thriller. No, Adam, Let's do, do you sing in the in Whiz Kid too? No, I'm just. I'm just playing bass. He's aspiring. He's aspiring. He he lip syncs. I mean, when when uh, we're a man down or something, we'll have the mic still up, and so I'm just like you know making that, you know that faking kind of like I'm singing sometimes. Oh, it it looks like. So you're a faker. Yeah. So like (laughs) Jessica Simpson's sister did. Oh, Oh, Ashley, poor girl. Is this the right song? Oh, oh shit! I thought it was this one. And then she blamed the band. The worst. Yeah, I know. I'd have left. I'm like, fault. dude, peace. But he, Adam, doesn't do a jig though. He no. He just moves. But locks. he, you know what? I've heard him sing. I've heard him whistle. I've heard you sing alone. I'm like, he he, he could carry a tune. He just doesn't. He just doesn't do want unison, to. right? Uh, kind of. I think he could. But yeah, I just never really <laughs> thought about singing. I, like, I think you've jumped in on some of like the group stuff, the mm-hmm. group vocals we've done. Like if we're like down a person or something like that, or unless you unless that was you faking it, which y'all faked. <laughs> real good. When you guys do Whiskey, then you have five vocals. Yeah, yeah. five vocals available, mm-hmm. and and they they sing lead mostly, but Art takes some leads, Louise. and then Louise, and then I do a song. So it kind of spread. It is actually spread out all over the place. Yeah. We try to spread it out because playing for four hours and us singing That's, is so rough. Yeah. And yeah, four hours would be the longest we play. Like we actually played one that was like four, five, forty-five minute sets. Oh, that yeah. was disgusting. That was rough. And I it think was in a smoky casino. Yeah, that's oh, the biggest yeah. thing is that the smoky casino thing. I think that's why we need to spread it out because if you're singing in a casino, like you just, just have as a one singer, like all the smoke. casinos have, you can smoke in all of the casinos for right? the yeah. most part. Yeah. Or they say so. you can't. People do it and they don't oh, say yeah, anything. They still, yeah. Oh, but they vape now. Oh yeah, they <laughs> vape. You vape, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no. But it does. It it takes a toll on you. Yeah, I think it does. Like, and you oh, can yeah. feel it. Like, not just like your throat. Like your whole like body. breathing is like, and yeah, body's like all 
all kind of messed up. We when we play up in uh, Reno, a lot of those are this like probably that. has a smoky. Especially one, when you're so, in like yeah. there for a week, when you're playing a residency for yeah. a week, and you're there sleeping in a casino. We for do that five days. Sleep There's no it. like Wake fresh up air. In it, walk around in it all day. Yeah, people and people bloating in your face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they watch and they. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank Thanks. you, sir. That's what we needed. I wanted that in my face. Yeah. Sir, ma'am, I can't tell. Was that like that? Because <laughs> ma'am. In, the, in your music career, I'm sure you played like the, like you said, the cruise ships, and I'm sure oh. you did casinos oh, and stuff like that. How those cruise ships? Yeah, I've always wondered. I've thought about doing them before, but then I think I've, I've never been, I've never been on a cruise, so like, at first it it's like which appealing. Cru- yeah, it depends which cruise line you get booked on. For and sure. then that's, that's through showcases too, just like you're doing in Reno. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because there's buyers that buy acts, and there's certain agents that book certain cruise lines, and some of the cruise lines give you carte blanche. Now, other ones you're treated like, you know, you just got off the boat from Indonesia and you're crew, <laughs> and you sleep, you know, ten floors under at the bottom of the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if uh, it's sinking, you're going first. That's. Scary. I mean. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Some of them give you passenger food and a bar tab. Some of them said you eat crew food. You eat scraps. <laughs> yeah, it's like the casinos do. They get and oh, you, think you don't go to the passenger lounges and you're, you're not allowed to go. It's, it just depends which cruise line and how well they treat American musicians because there's Filipino musicians on there. There's Indonesian musicians. There's Dutch musicians. Wow. From well, um, yeah, I guess I've never been on a boat, so I don't know. It just depends how big upon the are. line. Yeah. <laughs> a, you can have, you have one music playing on one side right. of the boat and different. I mean, the ship cruises these days are between three and 5,000 people on that boat. Wow. And they usually have, for every passenger, they usually have at least two people, two servants or two staff per passenger. Oh, wow. So you're looking at a boat that might have a city of 6,000 people on one boat. So if that thing ever goes under or they got a fire on there, like they had with Carnival Cruises, oh, yeah. that's that's a major issue. And if the services go out, like the sewage or plumbing or whatever, the, oh, my is. God, or the heating and you're in Mexico or, you know, somewhere it's really hot. Yeah. Um, well, there's that ship that didn't run aground and then the captain, like, Peaced out. He's like, he like laughed. He just yeah, left. Just the boat's left like the sideways, boat. like killed a bunch of people. Like, he's like, jumped out, got on a rescue boat, and went home. <laughs> like, like well, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Bad day. So, <laughs> I think the, <laughs> maybe the best cruises might be Disney cruises. Disney. Yeah. Oh, I imagine. I'm sure they go through. You could be in Montana, Montana finally. No. Pretty good. Did you have to dress up or anything? The or? wildest ones are carnival cruises. That's what I was going to say. Carnival, I always heard, was... Like uh, and they're the cheapest ones, too. Because they're like a three-day cruise to Ensenada from L.A. Oh, yeah. Short, short. Yeah. You are not. drunk the whole time. So, <laughs> not bad. And it's on the coast, right? Kind of? So you yeah, can't go too far. Long. You know, the longest cruise I was on was four months. Oh. oh. That was the Alaska one, you said? Seven days oh, no. a night. Plus, I did acting. Plus, I did music. Plus, I did guest. I... The oh four boy. months. Was it worth Form, it? No. <laughs> so no, I will I not lost do that. Dollar an hour. I lost twenty pounds. <laughs> I got sick six times. I got seasick a dozen times. Oh no. Was that one you had so to eat? So if you want to lose weight, go employee food. Yeah, yeah. That seems like. That's and the, like. the cruise director fell in love with my wife, who's 
And then the dancing <laughs> instructor fell in love with me. Oh, shit. And it was like a pain what was place. his name? <laughs> and Princess Cruises, the cruise director fell in love with me. Oh, man. And his name was Eduardo. <laughs> Ooh. Eduardo, um, as much as I appreciate your lifestyle, I, I'm not that lifestyle. Wow, I'm flattered. I have though. a wife? Uh, and I know karate. It's like karate. <laughs> oh, Look at me. I know. I, I had to do a fiddler on the roof with it, with him, and I had to dance a bottle dance with him on on that one. That was like, oh uh, no, no. It's like where you hold your hand just too long. <laughs> Tonight we will go out after the show and dance the night away. I said, no, we won't. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Then you will dance off the ship. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hope you like Cartagena. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're sad. <And> you're- <laughs> Colombia. <laughs> you will and- get off the next port. <laughs> and you're stuck what? there, right? Yeah. It's like you're for four but months. But how do so. I get home? Oh, figure that out. Call are, me up. He says, you are home. Oh, yeah. You are home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Bob's Burgers. The cartel will take care of you. <laughs> what? The cartel? Cartel, Who's that? that sounds Who's nice. That? Cartel? Who's cartel? Is that a hotel? <laughs> what? Is that, uh, <laughs> oh, that was... Is yeah, that a Colum- Colombian hotel? Uh, <laughs> casinos are were just about like you guys. Yeah, so. no, it sounds like it's it's very much the same. Uh, I, that's where I got ripped off. I got a, I got... S- I got injured on stage at hey, Harris. Hey, hey, hey. And then the other Harris, um, somebody stole half my equipment on stage. Oh, <laughs> on stage? Like on stage. Just... It was a union gig, too. They stole half my gear. It's like I walked in there. It's like, uh, where's my... What? Where's my everything? Where's my <laughs> where's everything? Not my good chimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not my good... Uh... Triangle. That was in the main showrooms too, with like the Temptations and Average White Band and, and Pablo Cruz. I, I couldn't figure it out. How could the security be so good yet half my kids yeah. gone? Yeah, it sucks. it's like what? Like no one saw it. Then anywhere. I went to Reno, and the guitar player hit me in the face with his guitar <laughs> neck. Oh, his neck the, or the headstock? The, the headstock. Oh, that's painful. Were you on stage or were you watching? 30 seconds, <laughs> 30 seconds before the curtain goes up. You, oh. you guys have been there where the yeah, curtain yeah. goes up so yeah. you got to count down and be ready to go. It was going up in 30 seconds. I walked around the guitar player is going like this. He oh. goes, Bam, bam, right in my face and knocked Twice? me pulled out. Oh, he knocked wow. me out. Why was he? I was on the floor. The, the guy's going 39, 38, 37, 36. Blood everywhere. It like, is all over. Dragged me off stage like I woke up underneath a bunch of dancers' gowns. are going, oh. Uh, uh, oh, uh. shit. It's a bunch of dresses above me. I was like, You're where am I? <laughs> I was bleeding and I had to take Yeah, there hospital. had to be blood because it's the headstock. Like, yeah, it's sharp If they stuff cut their that. strings off, like, oh, yeah. yeah I gotcha. It uh, knocked two teeth out. Oh, my God. I had wow, seven stitches. You. <laughs> and he was like, like well, I got to keep playing. <laughs> it wasn't just like a little, like, no. Accidental thing. No, he knocked me out. I mean, it might, maybe it was accident. I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> you're starting shit. You're no, shit. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Forget that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. he put, you, he put Eric in the hospital. Like, yeah, that's no like, good. Damn. <laughs> damn. I've yet, exper- yet to experience that. You know, it was like down to a tambourine oh. at that point. You know, I went back to LA and my acting age was really mad. Yeah, she I, said, man, no we're not going to book you anymore. 
What? At all? You don't have any about the end of it? <laughs> you screwed up, man. You should have stayed in town and done this lead role, man. Uh, they couldn't find anybody. They wrote your part out. You know, like, it like, was Barney. But they didn't <laughs> tell me that. I was like, well, there's not even money. <laughs> <laughs> can't even talk. <laughs> man, that is like the, yeah. in the movie, like the rock bottom. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, <laughs> I sucked. I, I can't. <laughs> How everything can just go so wrong. Like yeah. It's just like everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh Don't get God. injured up yeah. there. But yeah, the cigarette smoke was, that's bad. Yeah. No, that, it, it does get bad up there. I always wonder how you guys are doing it up there, dealing with all that stuff. Oh, man. It's, it's, we try to get out of the casino as much as we can. Yeah, that's, during that's your ultimately yeah. that stuff. Like, well, yeah, yeah, especially for that one, the five days. That's yeah. Yeah, when we're out at, in, in El Dorado, we try and just, just walk outside to fresh air. <laughs> so, is, it, is that mainly the El Dorado do Silver Legacy? El Dorado, yeah, yeah, Silver Legacy. We'll, we'll actually be there on this. Next weekend. Next weekend, yeah, next weekend. And yeah, come on out, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Show yeah. us out. Show I us already did. Put some chains on, I'll come up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Kathy doesn't like to go into casinos. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't either, really, yeah. <laughs> at this point. That's like, it all, They're all the same, really. Like, it's... We've played really anywhere are. from the little tiny casinos that are tents, the Indian casinos that are little Just like starting up. Yeah. like starting startups, and it's like you're going on the reservation. And it's like, oh yeah, it's that tent over wow. there. And it's like, but it's it's you, exactly like you mean that. the TP with the smoke coming out. <laughs> 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 the TP, cigarettes. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, like that's it. the one. But those are usually the nicest ones too. Like their hotels. They are, put all their. They put their money mm-hmm, into that, yeah. you know. But we, like, what is it? Rolling you Hills. You guys have played it. Calusa. Yeah. Twin Pine. Uh, not at Calusa. We played at uh, Calusa's. Uh, not the one. What's the other one? Cash uh, Creek. Cash Creek. You played at Cash Creek. Cash Creek. Gold Country. Twin Gold Country. Gold That's Country. right next to Calusa. Yeah, Gold Country, Cash Creek. Uh, yeah. The best thing Twin about Pines. Gold Country is the, is the rooms for sure. Yeah. Some of the, the those casinos they do it up like they way take, better than they like take the care big of casinos. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do. And they're I, they're Black just Oak. nicer. I think because they're newer. Oh yeah, Black, Black Oak, Oak is a really good, really nice room. Yeah. Is that the one? The I big hate that. One? That's how I remember the casinos. Is that like, Dwayne? All the rooms were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is Black Oak Dwayne? Did yeah, give you a voucher for. Yeah, the, the, those casinos. Or something like that. I like Black Oak because yeah, they have a refrigerator full of drinks. Like you get buffet drinks. Like we. Last time, hopefully it keeps like that. We stayed at their hotel, which like you're in it and you're like, this is this like is super swanky. Uh, wow. Because the first yeah. time we we stayed like across the way because they didn't yeah. have a... Uh, what was it? They didn't have rooms. in the Aladdin. Stars, Aladdin. Stars, yeah, Aladdin. Which wasn't bad either, actually. But Yeah, but they make sure if do not smoke in these rooms. Do not. Do not. You will be charged. Yeah. They always like get out of like... It's like, okay, we're not going to smoke. We were, <laughs> what do we look like? Thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys smoke pot and take drugs and drink all night, right? Yep, that's uh, no cocaine. smoking, but we can pop pills. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't smoke it, but we get it in our tip jar. We get, we get oh like once. People put cigarettes in your tip no, jar. No blunts, joints. like marijuana weed. cigarettes. Yeah, they'll throw they them in joints, there as, yeah. as like a tip. We're like, what the hell? It no. was so funny. <laughs> it's like whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't it's, even know what's in this. Well, and you know, it's scary as sketch because I mean. It, might not just be pot in there. Like it's not a blunt. It Is that, that be, what's uh, a blunt? Isn't a blunt right. weed? It could be yeah. you know or PCP joint. or some freaking angel dust or I don't know what they call angel them. dust. Laced. Candyland. Cocaine. Yeah, that's one thing about it. About it, so that I don't think we touched it's that. It's kind of weird, but uh, wow. But yeah, no, though. we've been tipped that kind of stuff, and from anywhere, like we get we get tipped like a hundred dollars to play, like Freebird. I am playing that. Like, yeah, I don't even know it. Yeah, no, we would never. No, they always say that. They always yell out. Oh, this is a call out. Like you guys always say, you want Freebird, but if you actually did it, 
the 13 minute long Freebird yeah. live like, version. Stop, stop. Like, no one really wants Freebird. Yeah. No about one really wants A quarter Freebird. of the way in, you're you like, all right, it. you can finish. They like, know they nope. hear it, so they just say it. You want, they have you no want idea what the, the song 15 is. minute long live version that yeah, we're about But to. you get all the rock song. We could just play Freebird right into know. Hotel California. Oh, no. No, right into Stairway to Heaven. It's always like that. But then it's like some like weird, like, Rap song like, can you play something by Fetty Wap? And you're like, I'm like, I want Kid Cudi. You can't bail Fetty Wap. Uh, yeah, it's like what? How, I want two chains. How chains. would that even translate to like a live band? It doesn't even make any sense. But they sure have no problem. We'll play it really jazzy. Like I said, hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what they. Or like the country guy that's yelling at us to play country, and then we do, and then he doesn't. He just doesn't pay attention. Doesn't he pay walks attention. out. Yeah, it's like, like he's been screaming the whole time. He wants country. All uh, right, here's your country song. That guy, I thought he said he wanted. Um, fuck, what, what did what did I think he said? Like, it was a it was one of your groups that you like, Adam Opeth. I <laughs> said something like, "We oh, want yeah. Opeth." There, I was like, "What'd you say, sir?" And he's like, "Country." I was like, "Oh fuck, I messed that one up." Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I've seen all that. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it never ends, and it's every time. Like, I don't know why they get people get that like. Courage, and they just think it's that liquid they courage, know. Man. They know liquor. They know what's liquor. what you need liquor. to be playing. Oh, That's God, what's going to yes. get people going. Then you play it, and then they're like, not even paying attention, Sp- yeah. falling asleep. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, they're yeah. passing out. They're literally <laughs> passing out. <laughs> Throwing up so in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was that guy who got his face smashed? Oh in yeah. The concrete? There, was a, <laughs> there was a guy, and I saw Sorry it happen. <laughs> Don't. No, he, he's an idiot. He was wasted, and this is up at Cabo Wabo, and that room actually gets kind of rowdy in there. Is that Harvey's? Uh, yeah, yeah, Harvey's, yeah. Yeah. And I'm watching this during one of our breaks and a dance circle forms, you know, where people are going in the center and like doing a move Busting and like doing a was that like the limbo or whatever? Yeah, just yeah, know. limbo Can to like someone trying to like yeah. fake break dance. Well this whatever. guy decides he's gonna do a uh <laughs> a, a back flip. No, front flip was it front flip? Oh. I don't remember. I don't remember. Front I just flip. know yeah, he didn't make it. He didn't it was make a front it. flip. And then I'm saying I'm like this guy's pretty wasted. I'm watching it, and I'm like, "Oh no, he's not gonna do." Oh no! He's gonna do. And then he starts doing like the move, like dance, like oh, he's gonna set himself up. Yeah. And then he does the like two feet together, and then tries to go forward. Does not get like hardly any air whatsoever, <laughs> oh. and then just smashes his head right into the concrete floor. Oh! Wow. <laughs> smashes his head open. Blood, Blood everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. He gets back up. Like is bleeding. He finally gets medical attention. It turns out like he refused to go to the ambulance, and he was seen later out, out still drinking with stitches. Like out, <laughs> he came back and he started dancing again. I thought after he, that. I don't know. I think he came back later. Yeah, like but yeah, he stayed out all stitched up, like oh, still drinking. God. I mean, I I think I kind of get the not taking an ambulance because it's like expensive hell of money to take an ambulance if you don't have insurance. Ambulance, or whatever. ambulance. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think I would skip that if I didn't have to go. Yeah, I'd skip that too. But he's pretty inebriated. He probably could have used it. Yeah, he probably <laughs> should. Have he You're wasted. You don't know how concussed you are. Like he was messed up. Like hopefully he didn't. Hopefully he didn't get a concussion. Was like, all right, I'm passing out. Like, yeah, I yeah. Know. breaks his bone spur in his eye socket. Like, oh, yeah, you've seen my it eye all. Feels funny. Yeah, we've seen anything. Yeah, people try to do that too. That happened on a crew. Holland America cruise. Oh, shit. Oh, he didn't do a flip, but he was so drunk, and then the ship tilted. Oh, no. <laughs> and the guy was dancing with this girl, and he just 
passed out and fell like a sack of potatoes on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it just went, bam. And it's yeah. just like he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's I had people die on a couple of cruises. <laughs> what? Oh, no. <laughs> what? Said, what? Were they old? Were they where's like Mrs. Asleep? Smith? Oh, she's in the freezer. <laughs> oh. freezer. Uh, yeah, she passed away last night. So wait, wait. Do they have like a... Like, they don't have they a morgue do? on the ship. Oh my god, they with the food? <laughs> oh my god, fuck that. What was this cruise? I will never go on it. <laughs> right next to the baked Alaska. <laughs> it says it rhymes with Rarnival. Rarnival. <laughs> oh, oh wow. What's this, what's, what's this bracelet doing in my baked Alaska? That's oh, called, fell off that's of called the body. a jackpot. <laughs> like, what? That's just called good luck. Uh, it must have fallen off. Why does it smell like death? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we gotta head to freezer till we get back into Vancouver. That's about gonna be out four days from now. Like, <laughs> so, do they put like bags of ice on them? It's like, almost like nonchalant. Like, yeah, yeah well, I'm not getting there. Like, you know, like, they couldn't. We couldn't drop them off at Ketchikan, so we had to keep them on board. Yeah, that's. I'd be like write a disclaimer, they... but yo, if I go on the boat, like just send me out. <laughs> Shoot a bone arrow with a, a flame on it. Dude, what that'd be the best way to go. Everyone on the ship would be like, <laughs> Yeah, everyone has to salute. <laughs> the true mariner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not dying on land. I paid my money to be on this boat. This is why I'm going out. Send yeah. me out. With my Bloody send, Mary. You think, send me I out wonder if they've, uh, they've, since that's happened, if they thought, Okay, we at least need to have one place for bodies. <laughs> Should I, we I, need I don't it? Know, man. <laughs> I'm sure they do because they've also had a lot of people get sick like where like the whole like uh, passenger like Oh yeah! Like everyone on the ship gets sick or something like and they have to like evacuate the you ship know, the crew like, has it, the crew I mean about 40% of the crew is a different lifestyle yeah and and so when they get tested for going and they get tested for all the venereal diseases but then when something happens, like an outbreak of gonorrhea, it's like a whole crew gets it. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like a walking, like, <laughs> leprosy down there. Yeah, you, you have just convinced me not to ever go on a cruise. I'm serious. I mean, it's happened. It happened. Oh, no, like she'll go, a... but she'll be like, bubble boy. <laughs> Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Oh, my God. She's like, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> It's fogged up in here. But. It's like a giant floating germ. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just it, exactly. Yeah. It, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to still do it. Okay, <laughs> gone a real I'm boy. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to wear a latex Don't suit. be crew. Just be the American <laughs> musician. Yeah. You'll be I fine. I won't be crew. And Don't I'll get wear, on the crew. I'll wear yeah. a latex suit. <laughs> Body suit? Paint me up with latex. Yeah. <laughs> it's a protective I'm okay. barrier. Or one of those uh, masks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, little mask. Cool. I think, uh, yeah, and we covered a lot of ground here. Yeah, we like, did. For sure, for sure. There's sure. a lot of stuff. But yeah, I hope you're selective on your blog who listens to this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, we, yeah. We need to put a warning in the beginning. Oh, yeah, disclaimer. But, You'll uh, be offended. But yeah, no, that's, uh, it's great to have you here and talk about some of the stuff. It's fun to kind of dig deeper into like, some yeah, of the stuff. Yeah, all, all of us have gone through different experiences and. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've but, seen some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, hopefully, yeah, this isn't the last time. We'll have you on again, I'm sure. And <laughs> talk some more. Talk some more about the... Uh, 
And yeah, it was nice to actually talk to you. I've seen yeah. you for years, and you're like, "Who is that girl? I don't know her, but I know, I know you." That's art creepy, student. creepy, creepy, creepy. Oh yeah, that's art, freaky student. She's the one that's always sings down the hall. There you go. Oh, can we just talk about how the first time I saw her perform? Oh, shut up. Oh yeah, recital. Oh, that yeah. is total bullshit because they make you sing how you don't yeah, even sing. Are? Yeah, it's a it's a joke. Art's like, don't move, and sing like this. Da 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 da. And there's, there's no emotion, nothing. You just have to just stand there. <laughs> yeah, they want it to be so like, oh, I don't yeah. know, just <clears throat> Robotic. proper and like. Well, I guess my notes are right, but it sounds like shit anyway. Yeah, like it's, I just there's no again like you're not helping these guys by making them yeah, stand the there like a statue them. and like like. That's why I was kind of the wild card there. And, like, I know you performed a little bit more than the average. Yeah, I got like, in trouble for it, too. Oh, yeah, I, did, did I got in trouble, too. too. Yeah. I got yelled at by Daniel. Oh, so did I. Plenty of times. You got a bow. I'm like, but this get, is not classical music, man. <laughs> I yelled back. To, I yelled back at him. I don't care. Because I was just like, I'm doing this for me, not for you. But eventually he had it to where it was a requirement now that you have to take his, like, etiquette class. Well, I think it's important. You like, learn oh, at Sac City? Was uh, it at Sac City? No, no, American River. Yeah, so Daniel Paul, like, uh, Paulson. He's he's gone. He's at Sac City now. Oh, Maybe okay. That's where it is. Yeah, well, he when he was there at ARC, he like, did he, have an etiquette. He did have class. like the etiquette and that became a requirement. What he, kind of stuff was like covered in that? Like, no, just the way you stand. You have to bow at a certain time. The way you. Whoa. I mean, it's cool to learn. I mean, you yeah, should know the history and why you do it. But I just think it didn't have any. For certain, Again, yeah, real world application. Well, even for jazz, I don't. You don't do that you don't in do jazz. That. Like, I, if I go back to the old jazz singers from back, I don't think that they were like trying to be all. No, they took a shot of whiskey, walked up on stage, took, it with them. took another yeah. whiskey, and some cocaine. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Jumped then, on the piano. Yeah, that wasn't proper. That's not proper. Like no. that's why I don't know why singing. it has to be like. And that's not not every school's like that. That's just <laughs> it. Just tends to be like that. <laughs> you know, some of them kind of want it to be very proper they don't want you to have any performance aspect to it and it was tough for me being a composition student because it was like well i i have like eight guitarists here i'm about to play i don't know how proper this is going to be a drum set dr g's playing piano bass guitar <laughs> like well maybe they're trying to set you up for you know four year yeah but there's no i would never were uh, you there at the same time yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I had theory with him. Yeah, that's right. And he was a quiet guy in the corner, and I was a loud, noxious girl. In the <laughs> so just wait, I have a question. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, so. And you ended up with the quietest one in the group. Yeah, because he, he lets me talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good listener. <laughs> yeah, he, that's how he, he gets by. Out. He doesn't listen. He just tunes out. Yeah, he's like, you let her say what she wants, and then I, well, no, I'm just kidding. But. Yeah, His I don't theme know. song, Say What You Need to Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, all right, cool. This has been uh, What Happened Was podcast. And, uh, yeah, what we'll Happened ha Was. We'll have you back on again talk some more stories. We've got tons. Story, Even just story. between us, I'm sure we could. I know. We're going to talk for like two more hours after this. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. was longer than I thought today. Let's, oh, yeah, no. When let's it, just it's, stop and start over. We're, hey, we're cutting guys, it early because we, we will keep going and going. I know, yeah. We, we could stop. We could keep going. But, yeah, it's like. I think it's a good place. That way we can have you back on and talk some more. And, you know, yeah. there's more stuff we can cover industry-wise and how it's changing. But, yeah. Well, when we do it next, you'll, we'll all be coming back from NAMM shows. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, then uh, we will talk to you guys yeah. later. Bye.